Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, hello and welcome everybody to the Chakraway Meditation Podcast. Today, I am really delighted to be joined by Erin Garay. Erin is an author. She's just got a new book out, which we are going to talk about a lot. It's super exciting. Um, she's also a speaker, a Reiki master, a hypnotherapist, a coach. And we are, the thing that we have in common is our deep, unabiding love and passion for the chakra system. So expect a lot of chakra chat, everybody. This is going to be, you know, a true chakra chat, I think, today. So I'm really looking forward to finding out more about you. Welcome, Erin. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy, like you said, to dive into someone who shares the love of this system and just the many ways it can bring us into our most healthiest, happiest self. And I just think it's such an empowering system for people to come to know their bodies and, um, and to find the roadmap that helps them to attain what they're, what they're desiring. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I use I use that exact same analogy that, that it is the, a roadmap. And and, you know, in all my conversations that I have for this podcast, um, people from all different modalities and so on, I can always draw it back to the chakras. They underlie everything. And this is why I think it's so important for everyone to understand this system. Yes. I feel like a little bit of a kid is like, oh, a bit overexcited because I don't know quite where to begin. So I'm going to ask you to, first of all, let's just dive in to your book, which is the main thing, Establishing Equilibrium. There it is. Oh my God, that's so exciting. <laughs> which is which is all about presumably finding balance using the chakra system. But tell me, because you have an amazing theory and beautiful just go, Erin, tell me. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I am so excited to share this system. So much like all of us, energy has been my reality since I was little. So it's been so fascinating to listen to some of your podcasts. I, I particularly loved the mediumship psychic conversation, um, a week or two ago, um, because 
energy has always been my reality. I see energy. When I was a child, I would run from spirits in the hall. I've, I've always seen colors and energy and have premonition. So when I began my Reiki practice years ago, I was using the chakra system as my basis. And I just started to see this pattern begin to show up. And so I started testing it and I kept testing it on clients and, and finding that it was a very consistent pattern. And that in you, and I, and I, I pre I preface this in that. I think there's lots of different ways to use the chakra system. So I'm presenting this route, but I think, I think there's lots of beautiful, amazing ways to use the chakra system. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's that? I said, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so this is just one way, right? It's just like, you know, when you go onto GPS and it's like, take another route or avoid, <laughs> avoid this route. <laughs> and then it redirects you a different way. So I think this is one of the beautiful ways to use the chakra system. So what I found though, was that, um, excuse me. Um, my, my throat was doing one of those like crazy monsters coming out of the chakra monster was coming out of the throat. <laughs> I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> take a breath. It's all good. I'm going to take a glass of sip of water really quick. <laughs> I love it when the energy just shows up and goes, oh, I remember me. <laughs> <laughs> you are not in control. <laughs> yeah. Quiet solar plexus, quiet. <laughs> Okay. Back to the process. So what I found though, was that the chakras were healing in partnership, not just isolation. And so what I was finding was a bit of a seesaw looking experience that when one energy center was excessive, its partner was deficient and this was deficient because it was actually this asymptomatic chakra that was the draw on the system, was the draw on the partnership. And so it, we look to the symptomatic chakra to say, okay, we need to heal this chakra because these are the symptoms that are showing up. But it, what I found was in healing the asymptomatic chakra that was invisible, then it actually brought the partnership into balance. And then we attained lasting healing, which is why this actually was, um, the cover is it actually does this very thing in, yeah. um, yeah, I can see. in what I've seen in what I've experienced. And you know, that book cover now is so beautiful. It started out, I sent, uh, the book designer, this like elementary looking seesaw. It was like a a stick and a ball and it was like red and it literally looked like a kindergartner made it. <laughs> so this is like so exquisite and beautiful and grown up looking now, but this is exactly what happens with the chakras. It does this. Um, and I, and I love the title is very intentional in that it's establishing equilibrium, not establish equilibrium because it's always, a process. you know, like we're never done. Right. It's always, and sometimes, sometimes we are shifting one degree and sometimes we're shifting 180 degrees, but it's always a, a moving target of, of balance. But when we can understand what to look for and, and where to look, then I think, um, it becomes a very powerful, 
roadmap. So for, does that, is that a good initial or should I keep going? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm already full of questions, but keep going. No, I'm, and now I understand because I know that when we, when we were talking online and someone, you were saying, you know, you have this counter chakra system. And I was like, what is the counter chakra system? I don't, you know, it could mean so many different things, but now I completely understand this this balancing. So I have questions, but go for it. Keep going. Okay. And one, one chakra, one partner is rooted in the physical plane chakras and one is rooted in the spiritual plane chakras. So it is this, and this continual balance that we all equally experience within our life, right? This push pull that we experience between being a human body and a spiritual body. And this daily challenge that we have just within our life, our chakra system is experiencing that as well. So should I dive into some examples? What? Please. Yeah, no, I was going to okay. ask you for some examples. That would be really <laughs> helpful. It's always, yes. examples always helped. And they, so. yes. So I like to begin with the crown and the solar plexus because we have the gut brain axis that has been scientifically proven. Uh, we have 600 million neurons in our enteric system within our gut that produces neurotransmitters that already creates this bi-directional communication between our gut and our brain. So I don't think it's a, a huge leap to, uh, to believe that the energy centers that feed our gut and our brain, then, then work together in partnership and work together and communicate with each other. So this looks like, um, when the solar plexus, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm only going to use my fingers for, so my hands for just a little bit, <laughs> yeah. except it's such a helpful, I found it such a helpful way to describe it. So when the solar plexus is excessive, our gut is, so there's our visual. I'll stop now. <laughs> so, um, so when our solar plexus is excessive and our crown chakra is deficient, it becomes this way. This looks like the person who is highly critical, controlling, fearful, right? We have all the excessive symptoms of the solar plexus, but what is happening here is like, I have a client that has this state and he will be at true exhaustion, mental fatigue and mental exhaustion every single day. Like so much so that he has to take like a two or three hour nap every single day. And he's like, Oh, like what is happening? Like, I'm so exhausted every day. And so the, the, but his louder symptom is this control and critical and critical of self critical of others. And so what is happening is that the crown is trying to feed to exhaustion, the solar plexus so that it can bring equilibrium to the partnership. And so how we then remedy this is we invite in and thematically look at the themes of those two chakras, right? We have the solar plexus, which is all about self-identity, self solo. Who am I? What identity to do I have? And the crown chakra is about the collective consciousness. It's about yeah. trusting and knowing the divine purpose, the divine plan, the divine timing, and like releasing and letting go. It is the opposite of control. It is the yeah. opposite of holding on. Yeah. And so when we invite this theme and this healing from the crown into 
the solar plexus and we begin to let go and trust and know everything's happening in the perfect divine time in the perfect divine way, then we establish equilibrium between the two. And I, I have one of the things I recommend here because the, the silent ohm is what balances the crown here is to even imagine the ohm symbol here within the solar plexus so that it draws in that energy. It is shared energy that then creates this even balance, establishes equilibrium. Establishes equilibrium. Yeah, no, that, that makes, that makes perfect sense. It makes really good sense. And, and I'm interested to know, so, you know, that, that balancing this frenetic, fiery, personal energy with a more spiritual um, practice with finding mm-hmm. peace, you know, meditation essentially makes perfect sense. When you, when you're looking at other chakras that are out of balance, are they always the same ones that counterbalance or can we find, because when I'm working, if somebody is um, overactive in the solar plexus, I like to look at the elements. So that's obviously fire, fire in the belly. Mm-hmm. And obviously you've got air up, the, up at the heart as the element. And then mm-hmm. below the sacral, you have the water of the sacral mm-hmm. uh, chakra. And Mm -hmm. so I always say, like, if this fire is burning too bright, then use the water of fun and pleasure and joy Mm -hmm. and sex and whatever other good stuff that (laughs) makes you really passionate and happy. (laughs) Use that to to dampen the fire down, you know, go out and have Mm -hmm. a laugh. Whereas if the solar plexus is weak, then we need to use the air from the heart, the self-love, the breath work to kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, light the fire. So, you know, there's, and there's always this connection between the, the throat, the jaw and the hips, because that for me seems to always be a synergy, but for you. We're going to talk about that one next, actually. (laughs) Of course. To know that they're always the same partners or if they swap around or if they can be swapped around in terms of. So again, I think that there's lots of different ways that you can use, uh, this system TCM actually traditional Chinese medicine leans into the elements quite greatly. And one of the other principles that they talk about is they seek to heal the invisible as well. This system seeks to heal the invisible. And, um, and so I feel like this particular patterning offers us the opportunity to, locate the invisible. And, um, I love, I love that system. I think that totally makes sense. And is, um, like I said, I think that there's lots of ways to use, um, to use the system. I think that's so beautiful. And I could totally feel that healing when you're we're talking about it. Mm. Um, in this particular, for this particular book, um, I've kept it to these systems because I have found it's just, it's just, a a patterning that I, I have seen. Um, well, you're doing Reiki and you're actually, you know, as you are, um, Claire's, what is it when you can see clairvoyant, hmm. you know, when you can see the colors, when you can actually see the energy quite clearly, it's becomes very obvious for you mm-hmm. what, what is working, you know, for me, I'm more kind of intuitive. So it's like, well, this feels about right. Or that feels about right. You know, so everyone has their own system, like you say. Right. So, Right. So interestingly, 
Um, I said I was going to go to that one next, but since you're talking about intuition, I want to pause that for just a moment and just dive into this for just a second. You know, our, we all have all the, right. We have all of our senses. So we all have clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance. And as you know, each one of our chakras manages one of our senses and our third eye here balances all the energy centers below it, which is how we then end up calling this our sixth sense, because it is all five senses combined to then create our sixth sense here in our third chakra, or I'm sorry, not our third chakra, our third eye chakra. And this is amazing because it opens up this door for us to know that as each of those energy centers are strengthened, that sense becomes strengthened both on the physical plane and the energetic plane. So then we have this increased intuition based off of the strength of the chakra, because how this, how this looks, excuse me, <coughs> how this looks energetically, each one of these chakras releases energy that creates a layer of the aura. So we have a seven layer aura of energy compiled of co comprised of each one of the energy centers from our chakras. So what that looks like when we are using our intuition, our intuition is simply just our senses, sensing our surroundings and interpreting and drawing in that information into our bodies. And so as our chakras are clear, cleansed and strengthened, it strengthens that layer of the aura, allowing us to have an even stronger sense in the world using that sense that then allows us to draw in this even more powerful and potent sixth sense. I love that. I love that. Yes, 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 yes. And I, I love that picture. And it's really funny because when you first picked it up, I was like, oh, lovely chakras. And for those of you listening on the podcast, it was just a body with the seven chakras placed up them in their, in their place. But when you brought it up again, I was like, oh, there's an aura. <laughs> I know my friend actually created that for me for the book. Um, it's on my website. I'll include, I'll give you the link and um, you can check it out on yeah. there. So yeah, really um, beautiful. yeah. but I just, that was such a powerful recognition and realization when I came to realize that about our intuition and our senses and how directly correlated our intuition is to our chakras, like the, and this is how, you know, when we are meeting someone or talking to someone, we're like, Oh my gosh, like how are they, um, seeing the situation this way? Like what? like how, how, like their, 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 their touch point is so, Ah, right. You're like, wait, this is not what is happening in reality, except that it is their reality, right? It is what their seven layer aura is interpreting. It is there and based off of the health and strength of each one of the chakras. And so this is why chakra chakra health is so important. And I'm so happy that you are out there sharing and teaching because I feel like it affects not only our physical body, but it affects our emotional body, our, in, our intuitive lives. It affects everything. Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. You know, it's the it's the base plate of 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 our entire lives. You know, mm-hmm. if, if we are out of balance, if we're out of that equilibrium, if we have one chakra that's like completely dead in the water, or another that's crazy out of control, then you know, our our you know, the very beginning of my journey and and on my website, I describe how the chakras are like water wheels, and you know, and they all work together. And if one is clo- up then that's going to mess up the whole system Mm -hmm. so finding this balance but I love that you attach the health of the chakras to the health of your aura and how that then picks up the energy the senses that you're using to navigate life because we do we rely on you know we think we've just got the sort of the sight and the smell and the sound and the taste and the touch which are aligned with the with the lower chakras obviously Mm -hmm. but um to feel that that's you know, when we have that feeling, that intuition, when you meet somebody, like you say, you know, sometimes you meet someone and you just say, yes, you get it. I like you. <laughs> and then you meet other people, you go, okay, mm-hmm. have a happy life. Good. You know, and because you can't please everybody, everybody's not for you, but it's a really beautiful way of understanding that is that the, it's their energy that you pick mm-hmm. up and it's their aura so you can see auras do you see auras around everybody that you come across or just when you're focusing and doing a a Reiki treatment I have learned to um I have learned to turn it on and off I did want to say one thing to your what you just said which was so beautiful what I feel because we have the equal senses for our physical bodies and then the equal senses for our intuitive self and so I feel like excuse me, the chakras themselves are the physical feeding of the organs and of our physical body within that region and space. But the aura, the, the energy that it releases, that creates that layer within the aura is then the intuitive component component, the, uh, the other component to that, which is then our intuition. Right. So the, the chakras feed both our physical body, but also our intuitive sense equally, but one within the body and then one outside of the body. So it's like the physical body and the energetic body, essentially Mm -hmm. what you're Mm -hmm. talking about there. Yes. Yes. Like the subtle body. Mm -hmm. So the chakras feed and, and deal with the physical body and the feelings and the organs and the endocrine system and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The energetic body is, is influenced by that, but is held within the aura. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I love that uh, as a concept. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, I, you know, I've learned to turn things on and off so that I could rock it better as a human here on earth. Uh, You know, my very first probably six months of Reiki, I, was in there, you know, setting my intention that I was drawing in my angels and all these people that were going to help. And then I would say, and anyone else that wants to help come and heal this person. (laughs) And so I would have grandma and grandpa and aunt and uncle and great grandma and all these people. And I was exhausted at the end of the day because I wasn't just doing Reiki. I was doing mediumship at the same time. And so I ended up finding a medium coach uh, during that time period. And I was like, look, I'm not your normal, uh, student. <laughs> I was like, I need to turn need, need to figure out how to turn this down. Like I need to tr- figure out how to turn this off. And so 
uh, it was one of the best things that of course, all things happen for our blessing. Right. So, um, so I ended up seeing her and then learning how to turn it on and turn it off. And it is really as simply as for those of you who are struggling out there, it is literally as simple as asking Archangel Michael or, or whoever your divine protector is. So for me, I use, I'd like to lean on Archangel Michael, but it can be whatever your, your divine protector is that there is a gate just like they say, right. There is a, um, Oh, oh, what's the word <laughs> this, um, waterfall barrier, the, the veil. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh, funny. Um, so there is a veil that, that does exist and there's a door and it is as simple as asking Archangel Michael to keep the door closed and allowing, um, people to come in one at a time when you are ready or to keep the door closed. And I would also say significant grounding every single day, all the time. So mama earth keeps us safe and secure and protected from negative energy that can be harmful from us from anywhere from EMF to hungry ghosts. (laughs) Yeah. No, doing a protection protocol when you're working with somebody's energy is really important because Mm -hmm. otherwise you can really become drained. So if any of you out there are doing or thinking about doing energy work, it's really important to put in place some kind of protection protocol where you literally just say, Archangel Michael or spirit guides, you know, can you all, you know, highest light beings, best intent, just protect me, keep some, you know, keep their energy, their energy, my energy, my energy, Mm -hmm. very much. And it doesn't have to be anything official. It's just a sort of a statement of intent, Mm -hmm. really, Mm -hmm. to just Mm -hmm. keep that protection. Mm -hmm. And all that being said, I do want to say that it's not just as simple as the door, but I feel like if you are struggling with spirits in your house all of the time, I think asking Archangel Michael to your point, asking Archangel Michael to protect your home and to close that door is a great place to start. And then if you're interested in pursuing mediumship, find a coach, find someone who you connect with and who you match with and Um, and I would say, and I say this in my book as well, align your chakras first. Mm -hmm. If you want to increase your intuition, begin with your chakras first, always, 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 because for the very thing that we just talked about that your intuition, your sensing, your intuition is going to be predicated on the health and the strength of each one of your energy centers. So start here, do your work here and then move on. But I I know how scary and frightening and, um, disempowering that can feel to have so many spirits coming around you. So I just, I felt that I was feeling the, the calling or hearing that I wanted, needed to say that. So just, um, yeah, simple ground, protect, close the door. (laughs) Perfect. I mean, we can, we can all learn from that. Even if you don't feel yourself you know, being, I feel like even if you're not connected to spirits or, you know, you don't see or feel or hear them, even just asking for that protection is, can be valuable um, because it just places a layer of, of protection around you that, that is, that is always useful. Listen, I want back to our example though, back to our example on that is when we fear right here, we are incorporating that divine protection here to placate the fear and to bring equilibrium and bring balance into that sense of need of control or that need of 
you know, that, that natural fear. And so just by releasing that into the divine's hands and trusting and knowing that the divine is protecting us, we can then let go of that fear and control and bring equilibrium there. Yeah. Yeah. No, fear is, um, fear is a gnarly one. I remember somebody telling me that there are only two emotions Mm -hmm. and love and everything Mm -hmm. else exists on that spectrum. So Mm -hmm. if we begin to loosen fear, then everything begins to, you know, and it's certainly, you know, that's the shadow of, of your root chakra is, is Mm -hmm. fear. That's going to keep you in this kind of like survival mode, which, you know, you don't want to live in, you want to live a bigger life than just living Mm -hmm. in survival mode. And so Mm -hmm. finding a way to reduce fear, you know, anger is just a symptom of fear. There are so many things that are, you know, and most disease um, is a, is a symptom of fear too. So Mm-hmm. I want to go back to your example. You said you were going to, and I mentioned the hips and the jaw. And I yes, so go- that moves us to, we're going to skip over the third eye. Although we actually kind of talked about the third eye a little bit. So the third eye controls the five con- chakras below. So when that energy center is excess, when the third eye ex- is excessive, this is the detachment from reality because our one through five is so not in touch with, is so deficient Um, and then the, the reverse is true too, when the third eye is deficient and one through five is super excessive. This is all the excessive traits all wrapped up in one. This is the person that is greedy and materialistic. That's blaming that is controlling. That is, um, you know, lack of self-love and the over talker. And so then, um, that is, uh, so it's, it's very interesting to me. The third eye is kind of its own little counterpart because it it's one, one is excessive. And then the five are deficient or the one is deficient and the other five are excessive. And, and that's a hard life that is really hard. But I think when you, sh- and I had avatars in my mind of people that I know for each of these States. <laughs> and it's interesting though, because that's this one particular person struggled goes really hard. And it's like, wow, like all I have to do is teach them, uh, how to draw into their third eye and like lean into their intuition. And then all this other stuff is going to begin to just, um, bring balance. So back to the jaw and the hips. So mm-hmm. our sacral chakra is, is connected to and partnered with the counter chakra to the sacral chakra is the throat chakra. So we can look at puberty right? When the sacral chakra is on fire, what happens to that throat chakra of our teenagers? <laughs> they do not want to speak to us. Yeah. That they do not want to speak to us. And this is also true when people are highly emotional, but we, you know, we cold shoulder is because we're super emotional and we don't want to speak. And the reverse is true. So back to the over talker, the over talker is the excessive throat chakra but deficient and unconnected to the sacral chakra. So the over chakra wants connection. They want to talk to anyone and everyone in the room, except that their words are not connected to their sacral chakra or their emotions. And so they are just spewing words to everyone. And I think we all can find that avatar in our mind of who that person is and they want connection but they're lacking that connection to the sacral chakra. And so 
they don't feel connected. People don't want to listen to them because they, they don't feel that connection. Um, but when you can incorporate the sacral chakra energy into the throat, then people feel connected. They feel warmer to your message. They feel they don't, they don't keep backing away. Right? <laughs> Often with the overtalker, people will, it's, it's clingy, toxic energy, right? A lot of our cord connections can happen in that sacral chakra. So people take a step back because they don't want to be spewed on <laughs> I mean it's um, an interesting one because like in reality people just go oh they just talk nonsense they just don't stop talking and they gossip mm -hmm. it's just like a load of nothing that they're talking mm -hmm. and they'll rationalize it when with this sort of the content of this constant chatter but actually what they're feeling is the energy of that is just really not healthy right and not connected to the sacral chakra there's no because again we look at the themes there sacral chakra theme is about connection. It is the home of our emotions. It is our creativity and our throat chakra is where we feel heard. It is where we feel worthy of feeling heard. Mm -hmm. It is where we also speak our truth. And so in journaling to connect those emotions to the words, to, um, you know, speaking to, a therapist that allows you to activate and connect those emotions. Um, and again, I think there's a really interesting, uh, in Ayurvedic medicine, there is, um, a tool that you use called, uh, Ushna Udaka. Have you heard of this? So it's like the boiling off of water. And so to your point of using the elements, uh, the water sacral chakra is water and throat chakra is ether. And so you boil your water in order to boil off the gas, you off gas, the gas out of the water to allow the water to be in a more consumable and absorbable state for the body. And depending on your, your condition, you boil the water for certain durations, but I boil my water every single morning and I drink it out of a pot, right? It can, it can cool. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It can be room temperature water, but I think this is so such a amazing and incredible example of how even the elements have to be in equilibrium for them to be right for our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I mean, it's such a, I think the throat chakra is, is one one of the chakras, I mean, I, for me, I feel like all of them are very visceral and, and we can find examples for all of them, but it's that, that imbalance that you're talking about. What came up for me is like that thing that when um, somebody's talking about their emotions, they're saying something that's emotional. And they can... Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the emotions come out in this yeah. kind of little squeaky <laughs> because the throat is just yeah it's just like where's this connection whereas when you can actually sit there calmly take a breath and go this is my truth and you say it in your voice oh my god the power of doing that and sometimes that takes practice and I I say to my clients and students like if it's hard just St don't stand in front of a mirror just sit in a room on your own and just go I feel x y and z and just like oh how does that feel inside you actually to say it out loud 
And, you know, and it may come out squeaky to begin with, but if you practice enough, eventually your throat chakra will begin to go, okay, we can do this. We can do this, guys, come on. <laughs> come out. But I think looking at the symptomatic and the asymptomatic, right? So this is, again, this is one of the roadmaps that I like to offer because so many people would say, oh, they're just over talker, heal the throat chakra, right? But what I found was in this particular instance, no, it's actually, this is excessive because it, it is trying to feed the hurt and it's trying to bring equilibrium and healing and balance to that hurt seven to 14 year old that wasn't heard or was excluded or, or diminished in some way. And I think this is also true, not just in speaking, but it's also, I have seen this to be true with, um, food addiction or, or drinking because they are trying to satiate this feeling. So it's still excessive. It's still an excessive experience here, but they're trying to heal the little teenager, seven to 14 year old who was excluded, hurt, harmed. And so this is the draw on the system, not the symptomatic chakra, but the asymptomatic chakra is the draw on, on the partnership. And so in healing the sacral chakra, we then obtain balance in both. Yeah, I love that. And and I think that um, it's an interesting one because I think that there's a lot about talked about um, that inner child work, you know, like going back to visit your little four or five-year-old inner mm-hmm. self and giving them comfort, giving them what they need. Totally valid, really important. important. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk often about going back and visiting with the teenager because that's where some stuff got messed up that's where (laughs) identity I mean let's just keep it try and keep it clean but you know there's so much emotion there's so much that happens in our teenage years as we go out there trying to be ourselves and working out who that is Mm -hmm. that actually then affects us as adults you know that we take off take into life but as you said it severely affects and will impact on your sacral energy um, mm-hmm. for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, in, you know, and I think when I do chakra readings, um, I often find that, the, you know, the, the, the sacral chakra is one that I'm always kind of like, okay, here we go. You know, let's see what's mm-hmm. here because it's, it's so, deep. it's so frequently. And, and if we can't find equilibrium in that sacral chakra, we're not going to find, uh, our ability to to be our connect with our emotions and Mm -hmm. the best way to connect with our emotions is to speak them out in our truth and Mm -hmm. so I love this this makes so much sense Erin Mm -hmm. I love that you've researched this so deeply and for so long yes this book's taken you five years to create (laughs) I know it is so hard to believe so I um follow me on Instagram. I'm starting uh, love you'll thrive. And, um, I'm on Facebook and I do weekly YouTubes on, um, at Aaron gray. And then Facebook is both love. He'll thrive, love he'll thrive. But I posted <laughs> the other day when she arrived, um, cause I only have one copy right now, uh, more coming, but I told my husband, I didn't want her more than two inches away from me because it was like a newborn baby. I was like, I need a book Bjorn because I don't want her to be like more than two inches away from me. And so I actually was wearing a workout outfit. And so I took the book and like stuck it inside my workout tank top <laughs> while I was working. 
Oh, I love that. I so love- he took a picture and I put it up on Instagram because it was just so true of how uh, this process has been. Um, you know, like we said, we started out or I guess this was before we were on, but we talked about the Enneagram and I'm a two one and I have a very strong one in that perfection. I want to ensure and make sure I'm putting out correct information. And that was incredibly important to me too painfully important to me that I made sure that I researched this, that it was accurate, that I, I had enough. Um, but at some point it got to a place where, I was like, this doesn't, this can't be one-to-one anymore. This is supposed to be one-to-many, which is when I started writing the book and then started my podcast. And um, yeah, I mean, pandemic helped with that too. So let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I can't see uh, people in my place anymore. But again, divine, perfect timing, yeah. right? So everything happens in the perfect way. So I do want to finish off. I don't, I'm, let me see. Um just so quickly. So just to finish off the system. So as you may surmise, because it's the last two left, the root chakra pairs with the heart chakra. Yeah. So, and we can look at that as when the root chakra is excessive and the heart chakra is deficient. This looks like the, you know, very greedy, very materialistic vain person, but what is happening is it is excessive because their heart is drained and they often have heart problems. Um, the heart is then draining that system because it needs that. Um, I was like, wait, did I have it right in the right order? Wait, (laughs) yeah, that's right. Um, and then when it is flipped and the root chakra is deficient and the heart chakra is excessive. This is when we have the people pleaser, yeah. um, away the excessive people pleaser, but I have found 100% on this one for sure. 100%. There has always been some type of abuse in that zero to seven year old phase, right? When they're people pleasing, there's something traumatic that happened and it can be traumatic, like textbook traumatic, or it could be just traumatic to the child. So I think so many people think, oh, I didn't have a divorce or a death during this time period, but no, if it feels traumatic to you because your window of experience is so limited between zero and seven that it does feel big to you because it is major on a minor timeline. You have only zero to set, you have seven years to work with. So if it feels traumatic to you, it is traumatic. Mm -hmm. And over time, when you begin to lengthen the timeline, it may not feel as traumatic, but I, I don't ever want anyone to diminish their experience and believe that they didn't have trauma during that time period because it's how they experience it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's trauma is the word and it can have a big T or it can have a little T that's Mm -hmm. the word I said. And I Mm -hmm. think we all have some kind of little trauma that will have affected us so yeah you never diminish what your experiences were even if you think you had a perfect childhood and maybe maybe you did lucky you happy days (laughs) (laughs) happy day (laughs) we can all dream um this has been like a whirlwind of fantastic energy and i would love to talk to you again we'll talk off air but i'd love that time Everybody, you can find Erin Garay at lovehealthrive.com. Her book, Establishing Equilibrium, it's out. 
out now. So go find it. And for me, you know, I gather books like, oh, I'm such a magpie when it comes to books. Um, I'm definitely going to be onto that well-known site that will send you anything. Oh, I'm so happy to send you one. I mean, it may take longer than than Amazon, but <laughs> I'm so happy to send you one. <laughs> In the US and the UK, there's some kind of thing going on. So, Oh, is there a thing? Okay. <laughs> okay, we could talk offline. <laughs> but thank you, Erin, for sharing your wisdom, for coming on and being just this ball of energy and excitement mm-hmm. and with so much great solid knowledge and I feel like everybody who knows the chakra system basically will really identify and it really be helpful to their healing journey so what your book has to offer I can't even imagine so much so I'm really thank you so much for having me it means so much to have this first conversation and I'm just I'm so happy to be connected to you and I'm so grateful for this time thank you thank you Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.